0: Hey, thanks for coming over to play Pokemon with me, Brian, my friend from Intel.
1: Yeah, yeah, man. Thank you. Thanks for having me over. This is um, so <coughs> <coughs> totally normal thing. It's a reasonable, normal thing for us uh, two thirty-five-year-olds to be doing on a Friday night in July. So.
0: Ah, living the life. Yeah.
1: Also, dude, I don't. I, I I know where I work. You you don't have to say it all the time. I'm not really sure why you do that.
0: Oh, okay. Sorry, Brian. Yeah, all right, man. Whatever, it's not a big deal. Do you want another Mountain Dew, Brian? My, f- f- yeah, I, you know, I
1: don't, I don't know, man. Uh, do you have any like beer or something? I, I, just had, I had like a long week at work. Who at- works at Intel in the marketing department, right? Jesus fucking Christ! Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had a long week at work in the marketing department at Intel, and my wife has been on my ass about spending money on these Pokemon cards because the cost of diapers is skyrocketing and. Well, of
0: course, and you have to change your baby's diaper in the commode, right? What?
1: Yeah, yeah, man, I guess I guess so. To be honest with you, I don't even know if it's my baby. He doesn't look anything like me. Is
0: your baby gonna work in the marketing department at Intel when he grows up, just like you, my friend Brian, who works at Intel in the marketing
1: department? Look, man, I, I'm i really not trying to be a dick here, but I, I think there might be something severely wrong with you, like, mentally were you ever diagnosed with like a learning disability or Nope, I never went to school. I was homeschooled by my
0: mom and that's where I learned how to hunt ghosts. My mom taught me that ghosts leave the toilet seats up in the commode, and that ghost looked just like a real guy and one of the ghost names was Romano and he would haunt my bathroom sometimes, once a week, or sometimes up to a dozen times each week, and leave the toilet seat up.
1: Did did your mom see Romano too?
0: Oh yeah, she even opened the door to let him into the house, and he would always leave the house through her bedroom door every night that he haunted my bathroom. One time I did see him early in the morning in the living room when I got up for my morning Mountain Dew, and I assumed he got lost. You know how ghosts do that sometimes? Then my mom came out of her room and she was covered in ectoplasm. Something must have gone wrong. Holy fucking shit, man.
2: Uh,
1: how old were you when this was happening?
0: I was 17. Thanks for asking, Brian.
2: Yoohoo. How's it going down there, boys? Having fun?
0: Yeah, Mom. Brian and I are talking about the ghost in the commode.
2: Brian, your friend that works at Intel?
1: What the fuck? Yeah, Miss Cooper, it's me.
2: Oh, nice to have you over again, Brian. I've made a casserole with cream chicken soup for whenever you boys get hungry. If you need me, I'll be in my bedroom helping a spooky ghost escape back to his domain.
0: Fuck yeah, Mom. That's awesome. What's this ghost's name?
2: Oh, this one's name is Johnny. Johnny Sins. What the fuck,
0: man? Sins, that's badass. I fucking love you, Mom.
2: I love you too, sweetie. Good night. Good night, Brian. That works at Intel in the marketing department.
0: Good night, Miss Cooper. You want another Mountain Dew, Brian, my friend that works at in Intel? Just give me the fucking soda. Badass. I win, by the way. You're not very good at Pokemon or ghost hunting, are you? I I have nothing to live for.
3: It's a little sassy. It's a little scary.
2: Swiss album release day And Carly Rae Jepsen It's supposed to be a big
1: day for you
4: I only care about Carly Rae Jepsen As
1: a white woman
2: It's a really big day
1: Taylor Swift and Carly Rae I order. know,
2: yeah Is it? Apparently the Arctic Monkeys Came out with a new album too Um,
1: stop doing that? With the, um, the
2: paper there Well, Ian blew smoke in my face I'm waving. it Well, up. first of
4: all It's not smoke It's vapor So Okay
1: Well <clears throat> Halloween
4: time yeah. It's upon us. Spring and sprung.
1: Other than um, awaiting the release of your favorite pop stars albums, do you have any like October traditions, you guys? Something you do every year?
4: Um, I used to do Sober October before I got fully sober, mm-hmm. but I was really bad at it. So I would just tack on a day at the end. So it just kind of became Sober November.
1: October 32nd? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Man, you're vape sober though, right? Nope. No, I mean, like, you, you're you sober, but you vape. Yeah. Okay. Stacia, did you have
2: any? Is that, like, Vancouver sober?
1: Mm.
4: Mm, no. Vancouver sober means that you go to work on mushrooms every day.
2: Mm.
1: It's microdosing. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, I just take, like, one or 12.
4: They're like vitamins. It doesn't matter.
1: Vancouver it's sober. Natural. Uh, Vancouver <laughs> sober. Vancouver sober includes uh, tequila.
4: Yeah. No, it's Mezcal now.
1: Oh, my God. And uh, what is it that all the service industry people drink? Mezcal. That's no, cool. it's the. Uh, Fernet. Fernet.
4: Ew Mescaline
1: HTH <laughs> So wait stacy did you have Halloween oct-
2: Um yeah One is like I can't really talk about It's kind what? of like, no, Very why, personal Then why even bring it up Um the yeah. other one I Actually dress up like a black cat Every Um this. October 29th because it is National out. Black Cat Awareness Day Awareness? Yeah because people Always want to adopt black cats right before Halloween And then they just kick them to the curb after Good In the arms of the angel Hi
4: I'm Sarah McLaughlin Fly away For just 19 cents a day You can help save all these black cats that people adopt Because they think it fits their tumblr aesthetic the And I'm here to tell you Animal abuse is wrong
1: what are the
2: Do your part.
4: The ASPCA.
1: Wow.
2: Dress up like a black cat. Tough Bring to follow
1: awareness. that. Um.
4: Yeah, Station does blackface every every October twenty ninth. What, bro? If you guys can see the daggers that Station, uh. she's she's looking at each of us with one eye. It's very unsettling. It's very. In the Halloween spirit I I've don't heard. like... <laughs> station. what the fuck?
2: We should just do this with our eyes closed to see how other people experience it. That's
1: the dumbest thing I've heard today. Do it, it behind the wheel of your car. That's what I do. I'm like, what, do how would a blind guy feel if he was drunk driving right now? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't really... It's tough to follow you guys. I, I don't really have any October traditions because... I was really fucking sheltered growing up, and I wasn't allowed to trick-or-treat, which is a real shame because I would have had the easiest costume. What's that? You really want to know? Mm-hmm. I was going to be a chubby little cult member.
4: I mean, there's still time. You just need to join a cult.
1: Yeah. Well, instead of being able to go door-to-door with my friends and accost strangers for candy every year, my parents made us watch a 1991 satanic panic VHS called Pagan Invasion Halloween Trick-or-Treat with Pastor Chuck Smith. Pagan Invasion is a
4: sweet-ass band name.
1: Yeah, well, and the the lead singer, Pastor Chuck Smith, predicted the world would end by 1981, so you can imagine that in, like, a metal song.
4: Right, well, and he's a pastor, so we have no choice to but to trust him.
1: He's a man of God.
4: Welcome back to Little Sassy Little Disturbed, everyone. I am Ian, stuck to my side always like a mangy little dog who needs to be put down Is Derek.
1: You know what I always like to say is, life is rough. Yeah, you say that all the time, I actually. I say it a lot. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm.
4: You can't silence this guy.
1: I can't stop. Anyway, with us is our recently promoted
4: intern, Stacia. Hey, she has been promoted to chief of media.
1: Is that your official title now?
4: I think so. I mean, officially. I officially. thought it was VD. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Visual director. She's VD. our visual director. VD. Yeah, Stacia's our yeah. VD.
1: Yeah. Thank you for uh, being able to transfer so easily to a department. <laughs> yeah, um, you
4: uh, you really insert really well into this. So mm-hmm. you're
1: good this. in this role. Yeah, it's um, it's a new position for you, and I, I think it's, that you're yeah.
4: Chief, of media, Chief so. of media and visual director.
1: This is fascinating stuff. You're getting an inside look. I mean, people, folks, folks out there. This is the inner workings of a blossoming enterprise. I mean, we're gonna be, we're gonna be big someday, and you're gonna know who are w- like what VD we had. Stacia sp- Stokes. Very good. Mm-hmm. Are we using the last name? Is she okay with that? Yeah. I don't care. I don't know why I asked. Well,
4: Stacia, what's your home address? Yeah. What d- what's your zip code?
2: Nine seven
1: two one zero. in. How susceptible are you to anthrax? <laughs> uh.
4: What have you What have you done to prepare a, against an a looming anthrax attack?
1: And uh, just so everybody knows, next week we have a very special. Are you talking the
2: band?
4: Nope. No, but next Ted week, Kaczynski actually. Everybody.
2: Fuck. God ah. damn it.
4: Shit. The Unabomber didn't use anthrax. Just so you
1: know. I know, I was switching the joke, and then you took it. Oh. Because oh. she wouldn't shut up.
4: Can you not slam your drink on the table, please?
1: have yeah, a little fucking respect for your superior. Nice. That's going to be great. All right. <sighs> well, why are we talking about Halloween and the maltreatment of kids? Because it's spooky season, baby, and there's nothing spookier than child abuse.
4: Yeah, well, that and also Stacia wouldn't shut the fuck up about this idea, considering mm. it was hers, allegedly. Even though anything she comes up with under, you know, the LSLD umbrella is technically our intellectual property.
1: And also, I
2: never signed a when contract. someone's
1: doing crowd work and they say, yeah, someone give me a random place and someone yells a place. You didn't really do anything. Right. You were prompted.
2: go there.
1: Okay, so you did some research
2: I did some research well,
1: at the end will I had
2: the experience
1: Okay, well before we get covered in ectoplasm here Much like Miss Cooper, I wanted to go over several corrections or misunderstandings from last week's episode Let's call them concerns concerns is good. I like that Firstly when we said it's okay to pinch your secretary's butt cheeks when she's wearing a short skirt that was a joke, you should never touch your secretary at all, actually.
4: Unless, of course, you've paid a sex worker to dress up
1: as a secretary. Of course. Consent is key all the time.
2: Yeah, or you could try guy. Mm.
4: Also, if you listen to us talk about how it's just a shame that you can't pinch or smack a woman's butt anymore, and you agreed, this probably isn't the podcast for you, Cotton
1: Hill. <laughs> did, did you know that the voice actor who plays Cotton Hill is the same voice actor who plays Khan? Hank? Hey? I've been lying to you since the war.
0: I'm actually Laotian, and it turns out I blew up my own shins. Also, I left your mother because she had no ass. Uncle Hank, why can't they just find a Laotian voice actor to play Kong?
1: Huh, it's just too dang expensive, I'll tell you what. Wow. It's like we just filmed a whole episode. <laughs> now, item number two from last week. Uh, I need someone listening who's Native American or knows someone that is Native American to email me at little sassy little disturbed at gmail.com or shoot me a dm on twitter at lsld pod plugs and tell me if the voice that i did on last week's episode when i said patagonia is offensive or not well
4: actually i, I cut that part but Who cares? Uh, If you're white, we don't care if you think it's offensive, so don't bother writing us about it.
1: Mm, You know who you are. I mean, you can write us in general, but just not about this because we don't give a shit uh, about your opinion on this subject.
4: We absolutely could not care less.
1: Great. And lastly, last week I said that I tell my girlfriend to put the toilet seat back up when she's done, and that's just not true. Not only do I put the toilet seat down, but I leave it down and I sit when I tinkle because she's my queen and I respect her wishes that I pee sitting down and there's nothing demasc what's the word I'm looking for. Emasculating. And there's nothing emasculating about that, so stop asking. I just huddle while I make puddles. Do you have anything else, Ian? Is that about it?
4: Uh, we will have a Twitter poll about whether or not Matt should be back on. Uh, but keep in mind that if you don't vote how we want, we will rig the results and lie
1: about the outcome. So
2: sometimes it's important to feel like you're part of something.
1: Mm.
2: Like this episode, that was my idea.
1: Yeah, great. Today on Little Sassy, Little Disturbed, we are covering Ian and my idea. Uh, the orphans of Badurn, everybody. Yep,
4: our idea entirely. LLC officially legally, it's our idea.
1: Mm, we own it, so we do own it. We bought the orphanage. Yep,
4: we bought <laughs> we bought an orphanage. <laughs> we bought an orphanage. What are orphanages like?
1: <laughs> Stop kidding. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's
2: <laughs> let's get this shit. Nobody on. cares. Let's just get. T- let's I was <laughs> actually never fortunate enough to.
4: Fortunate? That's a. Get into way one. San Francisco!
0: Yeah.
1: Made to be in an orphanage! <laughs> oh, that. Mm.
0: Oliver Twist!
1: Ooh, I like that.
0: Please, sir, can I have some more? Please, sir, can I have some parents?
1: Fresh out, um, Badern. Did we agree on Badern? Is that where we're at? Yeah, I got. Did you guys get Pfizer. Pfizer or Baderna? <laughs> Badern is a street that runs through the center of the city of York in Merry Old England. Stacia actually went there while she was on her White Girl Abroad, Eat, Pray, Love trip. That's correct, Ian. Good job. How was that, Stacia? York is actually one of the oldest cities in England, founded in AD 71 by the Roman general Quintus Patilus Sirelius as a military fortress.
4: Right, a military fortress to protect the poor, vulnerable Romans from the horrible people who lived in the land they were invading.
1: Yeah, not only uh, did the Romans found York on other people's land, they held it for almost 300 years. Hell yeah. During that extended occupation, however, an army of Vikings led by Halfdan, or Halfdan, and Ivar the Boneless attacked the Roman held city of York, which was mostly inhabited by Northumbrians, on All Saints' Day, um, November 1st, AD 866. And they went ahead and captured it. Is,
4: is Ivar boneless because he donated some of his bones to Halfdan? Lieutenant Halfdan, ice cream! She tastes like cigarettes, Lieutenant Halfdan.
1: Oh man, maybe Ivar the boneless just had a little bit too much whiskey.
4: Oh, like he had whiskey dick? Like he couldn't get a boner because he was too intoxicated? That was basically
1: the joke, yeah. Mm, it I'm, happens to the I'm best sober, of us. Okay. So, no. Yeah, you're. Stacey, you've gotten whiskey dick.
2: Yeah, definitely. Okay.
1: Well, I did say it happens to the best of us, so that would exclude <laughs> Ian. So. Well,
4: I'm always ready to be rock hard because I don't put poison in my body.
2: That would make me the best.
1: Because It happens to the best of us. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, we'll just call Ian Ivar the Bone Moor.
4: You could. You, you shouldn't, but you, you could.
1: Okay, well, I guess uh, Ivar could have just been an incel, like Ivar, the man who does not bone. The Vikings didn't hold the city of York for very long and actually had to recapture it the next year in March of eighty eight six seven. 867. Whatever. Apparently, this was a significantly more blood-splattered affair than the initial conquering, and Anglo-Saxon records from the time indicate that there was a quote excessive slaughter made of the Umbrians.
4: Fuck yeah, dude! Vikings gonna vike, baby. Those are my ancestors, though. That's why I'm a white guy with dreadlocks, cause uh my ancestors didn't fuck around, Derek. Okay.
2: My ancestors were Vikings and Anglo-Saxons.
4: Well, that's because Vikings left, uh. Norway to
1: destroy England. Well they kind of scattered their seed um, everywhere unwilling yeah Uh, yeah so that's you're you're okay Um, well (laughs) with Ian's dreads I think there might be a difference between dreads and just refusing to comb your hair because you're busy getting absolutely fucked out of your mind on meat and just kind of raping your way across a common. Do you think they used animal shit to uh, clump up their hair? I actually always assumed it was like sweat and mud Um. And so well I, where's I, the mud gonna
4: come from on the, on a on a long ship
1: well they get they just they just clump it up before they leave and oh yeah, yeah yeah but unfortunately for everybody uh on the humorous side I did do research on a little website called www.scandinaviafacts.com. perhaps you might have heard of it no no one, one has, heard has heard of that, of that. You, neither of you nope okay Jinx. you yeah, soda?
4: no you can't talk until I say your name now
1: i did it Derek. he's right he is right you flinched you have to marry your mother-in-law
2: <laughs> <laughs> she'd kill me
1: so it's win-win apparently hygiene was actually extremely important to vikings yeah
4: you uh, really want to look your best while raping and pillaging That's i've heard it's true. true dress for success
2: sorry my skirt's too short okay um
1: so they actually did comb and wash their hair, and a lot of them had braids and dreads that were well-maintained.
4: Fascinating stuff, Derek. Thank you. Really, yeah, genuinely, thank you. truly. Okay.
1: According to that same website, dreads most likely originated in India, and there are depictions of dread wearers in ancient Greece as well.
4: Is there anything spookier than the modern white people with dreadlocks, though? Because if you think about it, like you can usually tell the exact kind of like ocean birth, anti-vax, butthole sunning, essential oil weirdo that they are just by looking at their hair.
1: There was a, there was an Italian, (laughs) there was an Italian pastor at my mega church I went to and ate that had dreads. Dan Fusco. No, that's schifoso.
4: I don't know what that means.
1: It's like, I think it means gross in Italian. (laughs) Shifusco. We're way off topic here. Okay. Let's get back to York. Sorry. And child abuse. Okay. Both of those are pressing topics. Yep. So, the Vikings remained in York, they rebuilt it, they settled there, and they farmed the lands around the city until the Norman Conquest of 1066. Now, we could do a multi-part episode on the Norman Conquest. We could, but we're not gonna. We might. Nope. Mm. I kind of write the outlines without asking you in, so we'll just...
4: I just won't show up. I'm sick that day.
1: Well, I'll tell you that we're doing anything else. We're covering vape history. I'm... G- <laughs> I'm going to yeah. bring my Nerf gun. Yeah, you are. Yeah. Bring your supreme jacket. Right. So we can basically just dumb down the Norman Conquest to um, a large army of Norman, Breton, Flemish, and French troops led by William the Conqueror uh, sweeping across and conquering England.
3: That's why they call it the Conqueror, baby.
1: That's true, Ian. Fuck you. Fuck you. are getting good at this. I'm a comedian. Yeah, You're pretty much the comedian around here.
4: We started the local comedy scene, Derek. Me, you, and Stacia.
1: Two and a half men.
2: Girls can't be funny.
1: The Norman Conquest altered the course of England's history forever and resulted in profound alterations in the fabric of the island's structure. For the sake of brevity, we will narrow the conquest's impacts to three bullet points.
4: Mm, I'm pretty sure they used arrows, but okay.
1: Okay, three arrow points. uh, Arrow point number one. England, uh, after the conquest, was irreversibly more associated with the rest of Europe. Uh, arrow point number two, the remaining Scandinavian clout in the region was severely diminished from the entire island. And finally, the conquest saw the formation of one of Europe's most dominant monarchies. Elizabethan, baby. Let's fucking go. Yeah, I think the Windsors were later, but you're on the right uh, track there. Windsor,
4: I hardly know her.
2: <laughs> I think she liked to be called Lilibet.
4: I don't give a fuck what she wanted. I'm glad she's dead.
1: Lilibet, no cap. Yeah, I like candy, bubblegum, and taffy. You may be wondering, how is this important to the story of the Orphans of Badurn? It's not. We just, I I just, when I was writing, I thought it was kind of interesting.
4: So. Yeah, well, it isn't. Okay. Nobody cares.
1: Well, one further story may shed some light on why York is renowned as one of the most haunted places in the United Kingdom.
0: It's Tuesday, isn't it? She's a bloody human being, have some respect
1: in it. On march sixteenth, eleven ninety, an incensed mob covered in sex on the beach and patchouli, patchouli patchouli. patchouli, yeah, patchouli
5: lay, 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 lay.
1: Chased York's Jewish residents into the castle's keep. The mob then locked them in and set fire to the tower, burning them all alive. Jesus Christ, man. Maybe they deserve to be haunted.
2: Everyone deserves to be a little bit haunted.
1: The Jewish community in York eventually recovered uh, until Jews were forcibly expelled from England in 1290. Well, wow, they are
4: three for three on getting expelled from places.
1: What are the other two? Never mind. Okay. Uh, I finally um, sucked my own dick the other day. Uh, I really got sidetracked researching for this episode, so I'm sorry for getting way off topic there. Derek is the reason that his dick tastes like chapstick. No,
4: no, it's cool, man. Um, it's not every day that you get to learn England kicked every single Jew out of their country.
1: Don't worry, man. I'm sure after 1290, the English learned from this and they started treating people differently. They started treating other races and continents well. I think they, they use it as a learning experience. Yeah,
4: I bet it was uh, all smooth sailing in the sunshine. I'm glad they really learned the lesson.
1: Yeah, me too. Now let's talk about some dead kids. I would love to. Well, the orphans of Badurn, like many orphans, were in a type of orphanage.
4: <laughs> you, you really put a lot of research in this week, didn't you?
1: <laughs> Call me Henry David because I enjoy being thorough.
4: Yeah, I'm not gonna not gonna do that. I'm I'm just you know really glad that I keep showing up every week for this.
2: That was really funny. It's Thank you for like your super service. Funny. Which one? The throw joke. That's... The throw. That's very thorough. I'm gonna
4: cut everything both of you say on this episode. Please don't do that. Try and stop me.
1: I found a quote from uh, www.ghostwalkbrighton.co.uk yep. that I think sets the stage for our orphanage beautifully.
3: The old part of the city sits snugly contained within ancient stone walls. Walk around them, and you will be able to peer across the jumble of terracotta-tiled rooftops. Walk through its heart and you will enter the narrow streets and passages known locally as Sniggleways. Each one has a tell to tell, or moreover, a ghostly tale, for York is reputed to be the most haunted city in all of England, playing host to over 500 ghosts, ghouls, and specters.
1: Snickleway is actually the name of the elf that personally carves the snicker dick thing into each and every candy bar. Tiny Kirk. Mm. <laughs> okay. This particular orphanage where our story today takes place was more of a workhouse situated amongst warehouses and slums. And it was called the New York Industrial Ragged School, and it apparently replaced a Sunday school.
4: The York Industrial Ragged School for kids who can't work good and want to learn to do other stuff good, too.
1: Is that Yep. two Zoolander jokes in two weeks? Yep. You're really good at this. Thanks.
4: Uh, it is good that it replaced a Sunday school, though, because they probably went from being raped to beaten. So, honestly, it's a step up.
1: Jesus Christ, man.
2: Tee-hee. <laughs> is
1: that a step up station?
2: Step up, too? <sighs>
1: the streets step it up too.
2: no it's i think it's just step up it's step
4: up we'll to the streets up? yeah and then like step up there, 3d is there a colon and then step up all or nothing
1: <laughs> that one's about the holocaust <laughs> Okay. The New York Industrial (laughs) 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 Ragged School. So the York Industrial Ragged School was actually founded by a parish beetle, George Pym, in February of 1848.
4: A parish beetle is actually one of those beetles that consumes
1: corpses, believe it or not. That's a carrion beetle. It's also
4: what Mark David Chapman yelled when he shot John
1: Lennon.
2: I love Catcher in the Rye.
1: No. No a Parish Beetle, according to the internet, which has never lied to me before, is a minor parish official 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 whose duties include ushering and preserving order at services and sometimes civil functions. So
4: just an usher
1: then? Yeah, that's pretty much it.
3: Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey town. Peace up, a town. Okay. Basically, the Church of England hired George Pym to open the school and serve as schoolmaster. So his duties as a schoolmaster um, included rounding up and institutionalizing orphans, waifs, and strays. Poor
0: widow orphans with no mommies or
1: daddies. Yeah, actually, I mean, some of the kids had parents, but they were so poor that they just didn't want their kids anymore. Stacia, that happened to you, right? Yeah, definitely.
4: No comment. Now, Pim, thank you for your service.
1: No. <laughs> Now Pim drew a rather considerable salary to house and educate these street urchins, but it wasn't enough. Never is. Though he was well compensated, Pim was an avaricious man and hired out the children to labor on farms, in market stalls, and as chimney sweeps.
4: The Fair Labor Standards Act is honestly the worst
1: thing that ever happened to this country. <laughs> you mean like the the one that outlawed child labor in like the thirties? Yes.
2: Let's be honest, kids do want to work.
1: They do. It's true. I mean, Legos, Minecraft, Lincoln Logs, Fortnite, they even pretend to go to war like all the time. I think that maybe they do want to work.
4: See, we could just solve the labor crisis and the baby food shortage at the same time.
1: Just wean these kids directly into the fucking workforce.
4: Actually, I have a better idea. So what we do is, right, we feed all the unwanted babies to pit bulls. Mm -hmm. And then once those pit bulls are big enough and strong Mm -hmm. enough, then we feed those to the babies that we didn't feed to the pit bulls.
5: Circle of life. Uh, There's
1: an idea. okay. Speaking of food shortages, I can't get over what you just said, Mr. Worldwide. Mr. 305! <laughs> Speaking of food shortages, Dale. a lot of these orphans starved under the vicious rule of Pym. He also took great pleasure in beating them, oftentimes for no reason at all. I also
4: take great pleasure in beating often for no reason at all.
1: That's really great. Again, you're just killing it today. I'm a comedian. Yeah, you were all over it.
4: I am I am the local comedy scene. I'm That's really I'm really working one out here. Really roping the audience. Yeah,
1: you're a jack-off of all trades. That's what I always say. Come the living conditions, as you are. The living conditions at the school were horrendous, and those that did not starve suffered immensely from filthy and frigid conditions, or whatever various diseases were on the menu at the time. The black lung. What? Because they were
4: little child labor chimney sweeps. You know, cute but dangerous. Like a chihuahua. Um, chihuahuas would have to be cute for that to be accurate. Okay. Except for Hunter, he used to be a little boy. Station, what's cute and dangerous? Not having a segue.
1: Let's go. <laughs> well, as we said earlier, Pim was a drunken, cruel man, and he would severely beat the children, occasionally to death. Well, maybe, we don't know. Maybe some of the kids thought it'd be funny to, like, pop up
4: and scare him when he was checking the circuit breakers. But Pim didn't think it was funny when they jumped out, and maybe he grabbed a stick because he wasn't wearing a size 36 Dickies belt when he laid into him a little bit with a stick. We don't know. We really shouldn't be jumping to conclusions. We weren't there.
1: Uh, that That seemed like really specific.
4: I'm just saying we don't know. That's all I'm saying.
1: Okay. Are you you okay? I'm fine. Nothing wrong with me. Stacia, you think we should?
2: What? I haven't been listening.
1: Okay.
4: Upon the death of a child at school, the church would provide a Christian burial and cross the child's name off the list.
2: Like Santa Claus.
1: Whenever a child died at the ragged school, actually, Pim would lose the allowance allotted to him by the church for that child.
4: I've always thought that dead children are a bad investment. (laughs)
1: <laughs> it's Honestly, you just need to broaden your market horizons. I mean, meat markets, museums, mad scientists. These are just off the top of my head.
4: Diversification. Mm. And that doesn't mean, like, having, you know, black kids and white kids.
1: Diversifying your income. Yeah. Okay. Well, to avoid losing this income, Pym began simply hiding the corpses of orphaned children on the grounds of the ragged school and even within its walls.
4: Just like the clown guy? You? No, the uh, the other one, the serial killer.
1: Oh, John Wayne Gacy. John yeah. Wayne Gary, yeah. I, no, no, okay. Apparently, Pym attempted at first to bury the corpses, but struggled to dig an adequate hole in the frozen ground. He instead opted to hide the corpses until spring, when the ground would be softer and easier for him to dig a giant hole. That's
4: actually reminds me of this—I uh, don't know if it's a real story or if it's just like a folk story, but um, when I was a kid, there was this story I heard about cowboys who uh, got hired to pitch a fence mm-hmm. uh, on a ranch. And the ground was really hard, so it was hard to dig out. So instead, they got all of these snakes that had frozen in the cold, and they hammered them into the ground, or I guess stuck them into the ground and used them as fence posts. Uh, And then they got paid, and then, you know, during when spring came, the rancher came out and uh, his fence post had slithered away. So I imagine it's kind of like that.
1: Did you say you didn't know if that was a true story or not? He (laughs) said that, didn't he? He did. Yeah. Well, we weren't you, there. There's no real you way to know. I have a hard time separating fantasy from reality.
4: What's that first word?
1: Are Marvel movies documentaries? <laughs> That's a stupid question. Okay. Another yeah. source I. <laughs> what? Yes. Great.
4: Yeah, I do watch a lot of Marvel documentaries. <laughs> you know, Stan Lee, Jack Kirby, The Incredible Hulk.
1: Just a few of my favorite. Kevin Feige. Games. Kevin Smith. Spider-Man. Another source I found stated that Pim would even stuff the lifeless bodies into various cupboards around his school <laughs> and even within his living quarters.
4: That's just hilarious, dude. It's classic priest hijinks. You still have a dead kid in the cupboard, and then when the next unsuspecting person opens it up, boom, child corpse falls out into the floor and scares the living shit out of them. This guy, this guy's a fucking absolute legend. Just some...
1: Legitimate, like, all-time great tomfoolery. It's like like a fucking stupid, impractical joke. (laughs) They're all, like, talking to Pim through a headset, and they're like, okay, now stuff the rotting corpse of a child into a cupboard and wait for someone to open it. Looks like tonight, Pim is tonight's big
4: loser, so he has to shove 12 (laughs) child corpses into 13 different pantries. How's he going to do it? I think they were all in
2: his office.
1: They were all in his... uh, uh, His living quarters, which I think was his office. Looks like he
4: was taking a page out of uh, Bartholomew Corbett's book.
1: Hello there! Over the nearly eight years during which the school was in operation, it is believed that Pym concealed the bodies of at least 13 children at the ragged school. This doesn't even include the children he reported as dead. I mean, I don't want to defend this guy, but that is a
4: really solid strategy. Business like baseball analytics is adapt or die.
1: Are you fucking moneyballing me right now? How
4: can you not be romantic about child corpses?
1: Are you... You really know how to talk to a guy. Get in my heart with a moneyball. Is that
4: what you <laughs> call the uh, the lump in your sack? Is it your moneyball? Money ball? Yeah.
1: Yeah. How can you not be romantic about the cancer, my asshole? <laughs> well, years of essentially child murder and deceit and perhaps some guilt caught up to George Pym and paranoia set in. Mm. The general mood of the school grounds, the ambience, if you will, seemed to be different to Pym... It seemed a little spookier.
2: The vibes were off.
1: Yeah, I, I guess all the dead kids he shoved into the wall were bumming him out.
2: Yeah, dead kids can be a huge downer, to be honest.
1: I agree. You don't have any, like, spin on it where, like, you could defend how dead kids make you feel better or something snarky. I mean... You're smiling. It just it feels like a derivative. lot. <laughs> it feels a little... feels like low-hanging fruit. hmm Derivative of what, like a serial killer? Just dead baby jokes. I don't know. Oh yeah, I didn't think about the dead baby jokes. Wait, why would?
4: How do you fit thirteen dead kids in a cabinet?
1: Alcoholism.
4: You take the you take the fifteen dead kids out of it that were in it before.
1: You wait for spring for the ground (laughs) to thaw, and you dig fifteen holes. (laughs) Now to counteract this paranoia. Pim turned to booze and would shut himself in to avoid hearing the wailing, scratching, and the... of a child tapping from inside the walls. (laughs) Did he ever consider that maybe one of the kids was stuck in the wall and wasn't dead but just trying to get out of the wall? No, he went straight to the haunting idea. It just seems like
4: there's like a mental checklist that you should run through first. You know, rodent infestation, (laughs) not quite dead kid, and maybe like a, a grumbly pipe or even like a fucking like burst burst waterman or something like who the fuck like, come on
2: like what the fuck i don't think this guy had a mental checklist
4: oh my god this is fucked
1: <laughs> he's like his daily planner he's like
4: all right wake up
1: wake up drink a fifth of whiskey murder a cupboard, child whip a child nearly to death
4: whip a child to death mm-hmm.
1: they're different those are separate items on yep. my they're delineated yep, yep. And then peel open my cabinet and check and see if that kid from yesterday is uh, still kicking. It's
4: called a compost pile. (laughs) They're decomposing.
1: Way ahead of his time, if we're honest here. What an ally. He cared about the earth. It didn't take long for Pim's paranoia to bleed into his everyday conversations, and he began to uh, share this apparent haunting with others.
5: So there I was minding my own business, watching the mass singer when the walls came alive with the scratching and the scratching and the moaning and the wailing.
1: Ah, uh, okay, great. So, I don't know you. Are you? Were you drunk? Oh no, I'd only had a couple of drinks at so. saw. Great. So, kind of like how you've had a couple of drinks right now.
5: Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right, Gov. Speaking, uh, bartender,
2: can I add another
5: bush light,
2: please? Boy, we only have Lush Evie, and I'm pretty sure you've had enough.
5: Oh, yeah, a woman gonna tell me when I had enough. That'll be the day, that'll be the day. So, anyways, as I was saying, mate, the orphans that was uh, haunting me from within my walls... Can I just a little sip you, your, 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 your ale there, pal? Mm,
1: yeah, no, man, I, I don't even know you, and you're actually drooling quite a bit, and you smell like shit. I'm not really sold on your hygiene, but... Could I hit your vape? Oh, no. Oh, by, by
5: George. Help yourself, mate. But uh, don't, don't mind that. It's just dead orphan stink. I'd put another one into me wall so the church don't take away me paycheck. You get it. Check specifically. Uh, can I get my check, please? You could come check out me closet and see if you can hear the ghostly voices of long-dead children.
1: You know what, man? Fuck it. Ever since Karen left and took my kids, I don't, I don't really have anything going on. I was gonna microwave Hungry Man, sit on my couch, and I was actually gonna watch The Masked Singer. So you have cable, right? Yeah. Great. Show me your fucking cabinet. <laughs> Pim's mental state continued to decline, until one day he completely snapped. Wielding a knife, Pim went postal and chased the remaining children around the school, eventually butchering every last one of them. Eventually, the church got word of the horrible conditions at the school and sent emissaries to investigate. They arrived to a grisly scene. They found Pim huddled up in a corner surrounded by the bloody corpses of all the orphans he had slaughtered. He was just curled up in a fucking ball there whimpering.
4: Man, I know dead orphans can really, like, fuck up your hustle, but he really fumbled the bag.
1: What would you have done differently?
4: Um... I would have signed up for Andrew Tate's hustlers university Mm -hmm. and graduated top of the class,
1: top three tenants of, uh, orphan slaughter and business plan.
4: Um, hide them. Well, yep. Don't tell anybody. So you don't fuck up your hustle. Mm -hmm. Secure the bag, secure the bag. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Sorry. That's what that would have
1: been. Yep. Secure the bag. Bugatti. Mm. Private school is an optional fourth. Yep. Um, well, all things considered, church officials decided that Pym was um, insane, and they relegated him to a lunatic asylum where he remained for the remainder of his life. What a happily
4: ever after for him.
1: He, he actually killed himself like four months after that.
4: Yeah, happily ever after.
1: He hung himself right there in his cell.
4: Happily ever after. Okay. And obviously, Pim didn't listen to our show because you're always telling people not to kill themselves.
1: That's true. But Little Sassy, Little Disturbed wasn't around in the 1800s. Also, I have said don't kill yourself unless you're a pedophile. So I should probably just expand it to like, don't kill yourself unless you're a pedophile or you starve orphans and stuff their corpses into the walls of the school you operate. Yeah, being thorough is pretty important. Henry David.
2: Did he leave a note?
1: He wrote an entire book. It's called Walden. Educate yourself.
2: Is that why you wanted me to have that
1: one? I think she meant Pim. Oh, yes, he left a note. You fucking idiot. Okay. In Pim's note, he lamented that the crying and screaming of the ghost children's. Ghost children's. In Pim's note, he lamented that the crying and screaming of ghost orphans never went away. That's just Parenting 101. Sounds like he's describing my wife! Well, if you learned anything today, and by you, I mean we. Well, if we learned anything today, it's that actions have consequences.
4: And that dead orphans are good for business if you know what you're doing.
0: Right.
1: <laughs> what up next week? We just have Ian PlayStation. Um, that's so, not my line. That's I know, not my but line. when we. <laughs> do, the, do the hands. Do the hands. Ah, ah. It's a okay. Which one's so, which? Can't... Which one's which? I can't even tell them apart. It's a mirror. Oh, 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 oh. Like a doppelganger. Right. <laughs> right.
4: <laughs> Every time.
1: I'm fake laughing, but it's actually funny. <laughs> now you be Ian. I don't, I don't
4: Ian wanna, doesn't I don't, do that. I don't, I don't Ian play never this game does game that. He doesn't do that either.
1: Oh. He doesn't do that. He doesn't do that.
0: Oh, sorry, I thought that my page would be the same if I flipped it. You're sorry, me. <laughs> You're a on the Bing bus. <laughs> All
1: right. Time went by and sounds of playful children frolicking together could be heard in Badurn's streets so often that people began to avoid the area altogether.
3: La, 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 Hey, miss can you spare a quarter? One, two, Pim's coming for you. Three, four, gonna lock the door. Five, six, he's gonna hit you with sticks. Seven, eight, gonna go to bed late. Nine, ten Gonna get stuffed into a cabinet
1: (laughs) The rhyming is impeccable Okay, so the years went by And the children's voices faded along With the memories of the people of York Renovation began in the Bedurn area, and as we learned last week Such HGTV activity Can awaken resting spirits and cause Them to once again move about in the world Of the living So we like knocked down
4: that wall To give you an open concept, Mm -hmm. but like a Shitload of kids fell out (laughs)
1: Do you want us to leave these here? <laughs>
4: <laughs> Are you gonna eat these?
1: <laughs> Just landfill?
4: Land uh, 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 co- compost. Compost. Are bin, these recyclable? Like
1: little... Hmm. Okay. Um, I actually harvested another quote from www.ghostwalkbrighton.co.uk. GhostwalkBrighton. Co. actually
2: if, sent you that link.
4: If you were you? if you were actually from there, you'd be saying co. Uk, but whatever.
1: Well, then I'd say co. Uh, That illustrates this phenomenon in modern, particularly. So, I write the jokes.
4: And I write the talent.
1: Well, read the quote, talent. It is often believed
3: that building work, particularly the movement of Earth, when laying foundations, can reawaken paranormal activity. Interestingly, it was during this time that people began hearing the sounds of children's voices once more. One night, a man was out walking his dog at around midnight. As he approached the archway leading into Badern, he began hearing the sound of children playing in the street. Needless to say, he was surprised that the children should be out so late. He was about to investigate when his dog began cowering and refused to budge. He left the animal for a few seconds and entered the passage. Immediately the voices ceased. While foundations were being laid for new, a housing an architect working on the site suddenly felt something clawed his shoulder. He turned around but was startled to see that no one was there. What the fuck? Later that evening, while preparing for bed, his wife noted the small scratch marks on his shoulder, resembling that of a
1: tiny
3: hand.
1: Who's this miniature bitch you've been seeing? She was in the wall. Here's this guy just cheated on his wife, and he's like, yeah, he's no, like the orphans from modern. They. St- they scratched me when no, I was... it would have been like,
5: Oh, those orphans from Badurn, <laughs> they scratch me, isn't
4: it? It wasn't from me mate, John. What?
1: <gasps> oh no, Ian's laptop. Oh no, Ian's Derek laptop. To this day, the entire street of Badurn is said to be haunted by the ghosts of starved and tortured orphans who never received a proper burial.
3: Ow! Why are you poking me in the eye, Pastor Pram?
1: Visitors still claim to hear the laughter and tortured screams of little orphan ghosts and have seen ghostly handprints appear on the walls lining the street. (laughs) That tickles. Many visitors have claimed to feel their luggage or bags being tugged by ghostly apparitions, but don't we all have baggage?
2: Oi, give us your lunch money, eh?
1: They're just trying to help. Help with what? The ghost orphans. They want to help carry the bags.
2: I told you, kids want to work. They're made for it.
1: They do have they have nimble little fingers that's what it is you know that's why they had them work in factories because they could like stick that's why they make Nikes. because they, yeah. they can fit into the sewing machines and stuff it's fine
2: mm-hmm.
1: it's like in Wanted. they have enough like people they want to work we've been saying this for years well people they want me to feel bad Kids about love to work they yeah. want to explain Legos busy minds busy hands idle hands are the devil's play thing an iPad is basically just training
4: them to use drones, and sit in front of a computer all day for the rest of their
1: life. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Just like Daddy. Oh God, I want to be like Daddy. <laughs> um, I got most of this information uh, from today. I mean, usually we do like a I read a book for this, but you know what? Fuck it. I didn't read a fucking book. All I did was look at a bunch of creative blogs. I didn't read shit. Some tourism websites, and uh, one of my favorite quotes I actually found from a paranormal tourist blog. Um, Ian, would you um. Would you read uh, this quote from this guy who's clearly having relationship issues?
4: Yeah. Anna and I filmed close to Baddurn Hall, yet Anna felt
1: nothing. No little hand strayed her
4: way in need of affection, and I asked her to touch the building in hope that she might pick up any residual energy, and she didn't. She didn't feel any negativity connected with
2: the police. So the vibes were off?
1: Seems like a trend here on Bedurin Street. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably in this guy's relationship.
4: That and there's like a tiny gang of invisible Cockney pickpockets.
0: Oi, oi, give us your money, governor. Choose that,
1: innit? So the only information I could actually find on official websites doesn't mention the abuse or the hidden corpses. So,
4: yeah, it's an official Um, cover-up. CNN, Lauren Powell Jobs, the worldwide pedophile cabal run by one particular type of person...
1: What the fuck are you talking about? Where are you going with this? Pedophiles,
4: Derek. The globalist pedophile cabal wow. is run by pedophiles. I was
1: gonna say, welcome to the show, Kanye West. We're going Deathcon Three. Okay. Well, one of the quotes from the York Industrial Ragged School. What? Uh, well, one of the quotes. <laughs> well, one of the quotes I found uh, from one of the official sources says the York Industrial Ragged School was set up in College Street nor- near the minister in 1848 for both boys and girls. The ragged school, named in reference to how poor the children were, simply provided poor children with a craft. Boys were set to work clog making, tailoring, gardening, and net making, while girls learned needlework and domestic skills.
4: That's a weird way to say child abuse.
1: Is there, an, is there like a normal way to say child abuse?
2: Yeah, you just have to say child abuse.
1: Wow, that's really... Okay, well, that's all I got. That's it.
4: Well, that was the ghostly children of Baderna, everybody. Uh, really incredible stuff. Um, what could be more terrifying than piling up all your unpaid child support?
2: Uh, sitting in a basement with you guys for the last hour and a half.
1: We're fun, all right? We're allies. I'm sick tired of your negative attitude. Next week is our last spooky episode of the month, right? Unfortunately. Yeah, I have a couple uh, topics, and I'll send them to you. I think everybody, you're in for a surprise. It'll be... Um, a
3: spooky surprise.
1: <laughs> now, I don't want to give away too much, but I can say that it will be a true story based on a story that you're already familiar with. So, Derek's third ball. Jesus Christ. Anyways,
4: um, follow the Patreon. Or not follow Patreon. Sorry, I say that every time. I'm give give just us, stupid. Give us money. Give us money. Please. Blindly please follow give us the money. Patreon. Um, at... Patreon.com slash LSLD. Can't believe we got that still. I know we say it every time, but genuinely it's a miracle.
1: I'll drink to that. Everyone
4: give Derek a round of applause because he really did Mm -hmm. something other than do nerd shit for once. Uh, Follow us on Twitter at LSLDpod. Follow Derek at
1: Uh, I Bash My Bros.
4: And follow Stacia at
1: Stupid Emo Kids. With a three instead of an yeah, e, yeah. Three right? th- stupid, stupid three mo and zero. Stupid no. three mo kids. So it was like, you were like the second person with that funny idea. Yeah.
4: And follow me at Um uh, Don't forget to sub to the YouTube. Um, I we we haven't really posted. We're we're not going to. Don't we don't. know? You're I know we say we're gonna do sketches every single time, and we're we're going <laughs> we to. We are. We're just, we're just so busy. If with you giving give you us money content, on Patreon, right, then we can quit our jobs and, and give we can you more content. Make sketches. It's a self-fulfilling prophecy. Really, truly.
1: Uh, I I need to say please leave reviews and comments on uh Apple, uh, podcasts and Spotify wherever you get your podcast. Show Look your and, friends too, please. Yeah. Genuinely, like but if you like us, please leave, get us out. there. If you leave, there. leave comments and reviews, it boosts our um uh, interaction is half yeah, the battle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, spread that QR code that we tweeted yeah. out. Um, and uh,
4: Stacia, we, is there anything else you wanted to plug? Do you yeah. need a job still?
2: Um, no, I'm good on jobs. Um, but you Great. can follow me on YouTube. Also at no. stupid three nope. m zero kids no. three
4: mo just say three mo it's way b- it's it flows better three m
2: zero mm. it does flow better but people might I like not know that you it's sound a a like a white
1: rapper three mo three mo primo <laughs> okay last thing though we are making shirts this is the first announcement handmade shirts handmade shirts uh they're gonna be Bartholomew Corbett's
2: made by my hands
1: patented raccoon by my hands I'm gonna help. We'll be there. We're supervising. Supervising. We're we're part of the... How can you be the VD if... Nothing happens if a boss isn't there. Right.
2: The only reason you're helping is because you're not paying me. We're
1: handsy. We're
4: paying you, air quotes. We'll pay you. It's experience. Experience is invaluable, Stacia.
2: I already have experience. Are
1: you just going to throw away those credits to University of Phoenix Online? Yeah. Well, we're making Bartholomew Corbett's. Blah, 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 blah. We're making Bartholomew Corbett's patented stuffed raccoon T-shirts. We're only making three of every size. So if you want one, DM us as soon as this episode comes out. Even if the shirts aren't ready, I will write your name down. Ian will never do any of this. He won't get a finger to help you. Correct. It's not Stacia's do- a job to do this, so she's not gonna do it either. I will do it, and um, we have multiple surprises for you next week. We have a new maybe, maybe uh, new intro, maybe. maybe a new intro. Guess we'll see. Goodies. So um, as above, what? Goodies. Like for can like for Halloween or. Sure. Yeah, uh, if you if we get two hundred dollars on Patreon, we'll post pictures of me and Ian throwing stuff at Stacia on <laughs> National Black Cat Day. <laughs> Goodies. We'll we'll bring a bunch of catnip and uh, we'll bring a bunch of heroin and tell her. I actually catnip. have
2: my cat costume in the car. Wow. I'm Why? Could have gone <laughs> because I'm that. Going to a party after this. It's a costume. Everyone
1: title. but Stacia, don't kill yourself. Great. Uh, as above, so below. Me, don't kill yourself unless you're Stacia or and, a pedophile. Um, a pedophile. Or yeah. if you if you kill kids and put them in a you don't have to uh, to to molest kids to kill them. You can skip that. Right? right. Just be a child murderer. I yeah you know I would rather
4: you murder children than rape them. The raping part's gross. Right. Killing I kind yeah. of get. Yep. Okay. If you're a pedophile, I love you bye.